Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877 You know, the irony of the Democrats investigating Trump, the Trump campaign, Trump organization with their Russian allegations, is that they're using the old Soviet tactics to pursue this president. We have this special counsel, and despite what Trey Gowdy says, he's terrible. He is a hack, as are his Democrat prosecutors. And I'm going to prove it to you. Here's a headline from the New York Slimes. Mueller subpoenas Trump organization demanding documents about Russia. And you can get the gist of this just from the title. So now he's going after their financial institution to see any connections with Russia. Now, ladies and gentlemen... When I was on Hannity last night on the Fox News channel, I hope many of you got to see that. It's all over the Internet. I said, isn't it interesting with this Mr. Mueller, Mr. Clouseau, who screwed up the anthrax case in a horrific way and has never apologized to the individual he wrongly accused for five years? That just shows you what kind of a character Mueller has, which is none. I don't care what party he registered with 50 years ago. I'm glad he served in the military. But I think we would have been better off as a nation if he had gone into the private sector because he does not have the temperament, the judgment, or the objectivity to be a prosecutor of any kind. So Mr. Mueller continues to expand his investigation. He's gone into the Middle East. Now he wants to go into the Trump Organization. And, of course, he gets approval from the Deputy Attorney General, his old good buddy, and Comey's old good buddy, Rod Rosenstein. So here we have the Three Stooges, with enormous power. Comey the leaker, and then we have Mueller and Rosenstein. Now, Mueller keeps expanding his power with the approval of Rod Rosenstein. He's getting into all kinds of things that are not initially laid out in his appointment. And now he's going after the Trump Organization. Now, something occurred to me as I was sitting there waiting my turn to go on the Hannity show. With these repeated expansions and extensions of his investigation, what has Mr. Mueller not done? What has Mr. Rosenstein not done? Well, Mr. Mueller has not asked to have his investigation expanded to include the Hillary Clinton campaign, which fund the dossier and therefore funded the warrant against a private citizen via the FISA court, or the Democrat National Committee, which did the same. I mean, it's all over the media. How does Mr. Mueller miss it? 
It's been in the House Intelligence Committee reports. How does Mr. Mueller miss it? It's right in front of his face. Why isn't he investigating Russia collusion, period? Why is he only investigating Trump, the Trump family, the Trump businesses, Trump consultants, certain media who support Trump? Why isn't he investigating Hillary Clinton and the Hillary Clinton campaign? Why isn't he investigating Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Donna Brazil and the Democrat National Committee? Why isn't Mr. Mueller asking to expand his investigation to include the use of the dossier, which has within it allegations by Russians? By Russians. Why hasn't Mr. Mueller investigated Stroke and Page, two senior line FBI agents who were involved initially in the investigation of the Trump world, for having used the dossier, apparently. Has Mr. Mueller expanded his investigation to investigate the law firm that was involved, Perkins Coy? How about the bagman lawyer, Mark Elias, well-known Democrat? He hasn't done any of that. Is Mr. Mueller concerned about Russian collusion and influence? Why isn't he investigating Uranium One? Why isn't he subpoenaed Bill Clinton, who received money from Russian organizations to give speeches? Why isn't he investigating the Clinton Foundation? Why hasn't he asked for the expansion in, in any of these areas? Because Mr. Mueller, ladies and gentlemen, is not a special counsel. He's an inquisitor. He's an executioner. He is a political hack, which explains why he hired who he hired on his staff. Mr. Mueller does not want to investigate Russia. He does not want to investigate Russia interference in our election. Mr. Mueller does not want to investigate actual Russian collusion, which is right in front of his face. Mr. Rosenstein has not asked him to investigate any of these areas. And apparently Mr. Mueller has not asked Mr. Rosenstein to investigate any of these areas. You see, ladies and gentlemen, this so-called special counsel is a prosecutor, a rogue prosecutor, with a single mission. And that is to remove Donald Trump from office. And to give the Democrat Party arguments. To impeach him. Now I've talked about that for a long time. But the constant expansion of his authority, the constant expansion of his power, does not include the Democrats. It does not include the DNC. It does not include the Hillary Clinton campaign. It does not include Mr. Comey, of course, who signed off on the FISA application. It doesn't include Mr. McCabe, who signed off on the FISA application. It doesn't include Loretta Lynch, who had to sign off on the FISA application. None of them. None of them. Mr. Mueller is not investigating Russian collusion. Mr. Mueller is out to destroy the President of the United States, 
his family, his friends, his associates, his consultants, the people who work for him, and so forth. And of course, the same applies to Adam Schiff, the Democrat ranking member on the House Intelligence Committee. Mr. Schiff would have fitted in very, very well in the old Soviet Union so-called justice system. Mr. Schiff does not believe in due process. Mr. Schiff is a man without an ounce of integrity. Mr. Schiff is a leaker. And as I said last night on Hannity's show, prove me wrong, Mr. Schiff, take a lie detector test. Because I believe you have a serious problem and you need to put a pair of Depends over your head. But even more... Schiff being a leaker, Comey being a leaker, McCabe being a leaker, now we know Clapper, National Defense, National Security, Director, overseeing the entire Umbrella Organization. See, now we know that Mr. Schiff has no interest in really investigating Russian collusion. He put out a long list of witnesses that he wanted to subpoena, people he wanted to bring back. A long list of people, he says, who also never got to testify. Virtually every single one of them is a Republican. Virtually every single one of them is associated with Trump. So what's missing? Once again, Hillary Clinton's not on the list. Nobody from the Hillary Clinton campaign is on the list. There's not a single former chairman of the DNC who's on the list. Not a single official from the DNC is on his list. And yet they funded a dossier that involved the Russian government and their apparatchiks to take out a candidate by the name of Donald Trump. Bill Clinton's not on his list for taking Russian money and giving speeches. Bill Clinton's not on the list and the Clinton Foundation, the millions and millions the Russians poured into that. He has no interest in uranium. One, they call that a distraction. The conveyance of 20% control of American uranium to Vladimir Putin's front company is a distraction. And they say they're investigating collusion. No, 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 no. And of course, and of course, Adam Schiff has no interest in calling Susan Rice back to his committee. Despite the remarkable, the shocking revelation in this new book the other day. That Susan Rice, the National Security Director, who reports to the President of the United States, he called her like his little sister. She was told and she knew of efforts by the Russians to interfere with our election. The cybersecurity team at the White House said they were developing options for the President to sign off on to try and stop the Russians. And she told them, quote, stand down. What about that, Mr. Mueller? Not interested. Not interested. Said he's chasing Blackwater. And Mr. Schiff's not interested either. All the preening, all the lecturing at these public hearings early on. Mark Warner. Pathetic. Telling us how un-American it is not to do something about the Russians interfering in our election. And back then I had to remind them. That it was their party 
and their administration that was in power when the Russians were interfering in our election. And they did nothing serious, substantive, or effective to stop them. And now we know why. It was an affirmative decision and order by Susan Rice to stand down. And the cybersecurity team was dumbfounded. They couldn't believe it. Mr. Mueller has not called Susan Rice in front of his grand jury. Mr. Mueller has not subpoenaed information from Susan Rice. Mr. Schiff doesn't want to hear from Susan Rice again because they don't care about Russian interference and Russian collusion. The Democrats love the Russians. They've always loved the Russians. They loved the old Soviet Union. They hated Reagan. They hate our military. So Mr. Mueller is a fraud. Actually, he's more dangerous than a fraud because he has the power to charge people, to bankrupt people, and to put them in prison for life. As this judge in Alexandria, Virginia, T.S. Eliot, the third. T.S. Eliot, the third. Excuse me. T.S. Ellis, the third. Sorry, T.S. Eliot. T.S. Ellis, the third. States publicly. In Mr. Manafort's case, I can't let you go too far there, Paul, because you might wind up serving the rest of your life in prison. That judge should be dismissed from that case immediately, but he won't be. But he won't be. This has been a setup against Trump from the beginning. The only Russian collusion that took place was in the shadows with the Democrat Party and the Hillary Clinton campaign. The Republican Party wasn't colluding with the Russians. The Trump campaign wasn't colluding with the Russians. We know this for a fact because it hasn't even leaked out. There's been no information. And yet they have a special counsel, so special, roaming the countryside, destroying lives. Mr. Clouseau, who went after the wrong guy for the anthrax attack and has never apologized. Department of Justice had to pay five and a half million to that man and his family because of Mr. Clouseau. And Adam Schiff, a gutless, a gutless little hack backbencher politician who's now famous, or shall I say infamous, who won't take a lie detector test because he's a liar and has no interest in truly investigating what's taking place here because he would be damning his own candidate, damning his own party, and damning himself. I'll be right back. What is uh, most notorious about this, ladies and gentlemen, is the Deputy Attorney General of the United States has the power to deal with this. He not only appointed Mueller, he can control uh, the extent of Mueller's investigation. And apparently he's a rubber stamp. I used the phrase a couple weeks ago, a Manchurian deputy attorney general. I think that's what Rob Rosenstein is. None of us ever heard of him before. He was a U.S. attorney in the uh, state of Maryland, which means if he's a Republican, he's a liberal Republican. No offense. But that's what's going on. He's an apparatchik for uh, for the bureaucracy. 
And he should never have been made Deputy Attorney General of the United States. And I have to be honest with you, I don't know how that happened. These presidential appointments are supposed to be political appointments. Now, that doesn't mean you don't choose qualified people. Of course you do. But you don't take somebody who is essentially a bureaucrat and stick them in as Deputy Attorney General of the United States. You know, long ago, at the beginning of this administration, I indicated that it was very important that the person the president appoints to head presidential personnel at the White House be a conservative and be somebody who is loyal to him. Because these are political appointments. And what did they do? They appointed one of John Boehner's lieutenants to head presidential personnel. And since then, General Kelly, the chief of staff, has expanded this guy's powers, this Boehner apparatchik. And this, in part, is how these things slip through. So you have a crucial appointment, the number two person at the Department of Justice, and somehow they come up with Rod Rosenstein. And somehow Rod Rosenstein comes up with Mueller as a special counsel, who happens to be one of Comey's best friends. It's all pretty disgusting, isn't it? I'll be right back. America's most powerful conservative voice, The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Now, while this is all going on, while this is all going on, we have, uh, I, I don't know how to explain this. I really don't know how to explain it. I, I think we have individuals uh, in the Republican Party and in the conservative movement, to the extent they're in the conservative movement, to the extent that even exists anymore, who are trying to create legacies for themselves, for lack of a better word, because of their unpopularity with their constituents or because they took an early position against this this man Donald Trump in the primaries and then the general election I mean I opposed Donald Trump when I endorsed Ted Cruz and then the primaries are over and on September 7th I endorsed Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton there's some people who just dug in they couldn't believe it just like the left just like the media And they would have preferred to see Hillary Clinton elected. And they create, or I should say, concoct all these arguments. Why? How that was going to help the country. Of course it wasn't going to help the country. Now, one of these individuals is Jeff Flake. There's another one, Ben Sass. There's a few of them. Jeff Flake is not particularly conservative. Neither is Ben Sass. What the hell have these guys done? They never took on the Republican leadership in the Senate like Cruz did or Lee did. They're not out there doing cutting-edge things to try and shrink the size of government, try and secure the border, and go all down the list. They're ineffective backbenchers. But Jeff Flake has made it his mission to try and impress you or create a legacy in the future of I told you so. And trying to create the impression that there's nothing wrong with Jeff Flake, there's something wrong with his constituents, there's something wrong with Trump, there's something wrong with 
Trump world and, and what they've created here and so forth. So rather than having the courage to run for re-election, because he felt strongly, obviously, he would lose, he turns on his constituents, he turns on the president, and of course, his ego is so massive, his head is so big, that the problem is, you see, ladies and gentlemen, the country, the society, the environment, political environment, Trump, and this is how, you know, you create the Third Reich. So he's a useful idiot. Not useful to us, but useful to the idiots who keep pushing this agenda, this silent coup agenda. I only bring this up because the guy's in our face. He's really a nobody. He's not done anything effective. He's a backbencher. He's inconsequential. But he runs around like a yiping chihuahua because he wants to be noticed. And I love chihuahuas. We grew up with chihuahuas, among other dogs. But you get the point. So while Trump is under attack by a lawless legal system, while Trump's under attack by a Soviet-style Democrat party, by a Praetorian Guard media, not because of what he, he believes or the issues he stands on, but because he wasn't supposed to be president, you see. Guys like Jeff Flager out there trying to promote their own legacy at the expense of the country, in my view. And he was at the National Press Club today. And here in part is what he said. Cut to Mr. Producer, go. But it's nonetheless our obligation to assess the condition of our politics, to then to mitigate and repair the damage. Now, stop right there. Imagine the massive ego of this guy. Well, you don't have to imagine it. He just exposed himself. So he's going to assess the condition of our politics, and he wants to mitigate and repair the damage. Not done by him. Done by Trump. And you. All you morons out there. You just don't understand Jeff Flake. All you Arizona voters. Go ahead. Because as we are discovering, and as we will discover for years to come, there is no damage like the damage a president can do. Now, notice he never gave a speech like this about Obama. Or if he did, it was a one-off or two-off. Jeff Flake can't stop obsessing over Trump because Jeff Flake's political career is dead as a doorknob. Go ahead. This is not a normal political speech. For these are not normal political times. Wishing it were so will not make it so, or otherwise will not make it so, and pretending that the state of our politics is not dire will not save us from its consequences. This is not a time for pretending. This is a time for defending our democratic institutions and for resisting the resurgent authoritarian impulse the world over. <laughs> oh, that's good. The authoritarian impulse. Well, there's more than an authoritarian impulse. You see, Mr. Flake supports things like DACA. DACA exists because the authoritarian impulse of the prior president, Barack Obama. There's an authoritarian impulse that resulted in an authoritarian action. 
And Mr. Flake embraces it and wants to expand it. He says, of course, by statute. So in other words, he wants to enshrine in official law what Obama did unconstitutionally. And now he's lecturing us, Mr. Flake. Go ahead. Now, defending democratic institutions ought not be a controversial idea. And it hasn't been so until very recently. But recognizing that our institutions are under threat from within, with clarity, seems to be the most basic obligation of the Article I branch of government, the Congress, whose power is, in theory, equal to that of the President's. Conservatives in Congress used to be very clear about their institutional prerogatives and their obligations under the Constitution. I should emphasize, used to be. Mm -hmm. Used to be. See, all you conservatives out there decided you would support Trump. You're not conservative anymore. According to Mr. Flake, you're part of this authoritarian impulse. Cut three, go. As an article of faith, I believe that one, if one voice can do such profound damage to our values and to our civic life, then one voice can also repair the damage. One voice can call us to a higher idea of America. One voice can act as a beacon to help us find ourselves once again after this terrible fever breaks, and it will break. We will get through this, and when we do... We will get through this. He makes it sound like Venezuela. Does he point a finger at Schumer? Does he point a finger at Schiff? Is he troubled by the attacks on Donald Trump's wife? Questioning her immigration status? Is he troubled by the attacks on Donald Trump's children? His daughter? His sons? His stepson? Not a whit. Not a whit. When he talks about authoritarian impulses, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg's 85th birthday today. And I forgot to buy a cake. Imagine that. Does he talk about her authoritarian impulses? Not a whit. How about the authoritarian impulses out of out-of-control administrative state, a fourth branch of government that's not even in the Constitution? Not a whit. This guy's a joke. Go ahead. There will be much work to repair the damage. There will have to be an accounting for how we got here so that we might not find ourselves here again. So we need an accounting, you see, of how we got here. Again, this is authoritarian type speak. We need an accounting, you see, once we get rid of this administration, or it rids itself from the body politic. We need an accounting. Maybe we'll have an official governmental commission. Who knows? Go ahead. There will have to be an American restoration. And for the sake of the common good and for basic human decency. You know what? You know what? I have other clips from this guy. He's so pathetic. He's so out of it. It's unbelievable. An American restoration? I've been writing about that. What? For two decades? Talking about constitutionalism? Limiting what's going on with our government? Where's this guy been? Ran for the House, ran for the Senate. The hell has he done? There needs to be an accounting. We've already done the accounting, and without the help of the government or any political party. Does he use the word progressive here once? Not once. 
The tyranny of the left. The tyranny of the left. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, uh, only tax invaders and cheats get in trouble with the IRS, right? No. False. Nobody knows this better than Optima Tax Relief. Mostly it's honest, hardworking Americans who, for a number of reasons, simply can't pay their tax bill. Like William, who owed 15000 to the IRS with no way to pay. So William didn't file his tax return. All was quiet at first. Then came the letters, followed by harassing calls from collection agencies, and finally a letter to his employer. But by now the IRS had tacked on so much in interest and penalties, there's no way William could pay. Now, if you can relate, Optima Tax Relief wants to help you. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are good people, people with families, homes, savings, and paychecks that need protection, which is how we've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients, and they're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Call Optima Tax Relief, 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300. Let's take a call. Let's see here. John, San Francisco, the great KSFO. Go. Mark, how are you doing? Thank you for okay. the education, first of all. Um, I'm very frustrated at uh, what's going on here in your opening monologue. I really boil it down to Jeff Sessions. I really think it's time for him to resign. Rather than have Trump fire him, which would be a political mess, I really think it's time for him to resign. That gets rid of Rosenstein. The new Attorney General then gets to control the investigation, pointed in, in a direction it needs to go. Well, you actually think that's going to happen? Well, he's supposed to. No, it's not going teacher. to happen. It's not going to happen. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Bill, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Listening on the Mark Levin app. Go. Mark, a uh, couple of questions and a comment. Who does Mueller and Rosenstein report to, and who gives them their menu of what to investigate? All right, first of all, Rosenstein is not investigating. He gives the menu to the special counsel, because Rosenstein is the acting attorney general of the United States. Now, who do they report to day to day, or what? What are you asking? Well, I'm wondering who can direct them and put them in the right direction. Or Nobody can direct them. They're, as you mentioned many, many times... And Hannity, uh, they're going after the wrong people. This is going on and on and costing the taxpayers probably millions of dollars. Right. And there's no question about that. There's no question about that. So, so what do you, so what's your is, question? Is it Jeff Sessions that is responsible for that? Group? Sir, Jeff Sessions has recused himself. Well, okay. Uh, let me make a comment first about your new program. Yes, sir. My wife and I applaud you for the format that you have put forth to the public. It is so refreshing, and your, your first three guests were fantastic. Well, you're fantastic because you picked them. Uh, but it, it's yes. refreshing to see the format that you put forward. No yelling, no screaming, just out and out, question, answer, comment, debate, back and forth. It, it's a terrific show, Mark. I hope they keep Well, you going you're very kind. Week. Well, I hope so, too, but if they don't, they don't. Our ratings have been very, very strong. 
Um, but all that said, my objective is clear. My objective has been clear when they asked me to do this program, and it's clear today. It's a little different. It's a little slower. It's a little deeper. One guest, maybe two guests. And uh, by the way, I like the other programs too. It's just that Sunday night at 10 p.m., I can't be doing what they do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and all the rest of it. And I, again, applaud Fox for what Fox does. They're under constant assault and constant attack. And I can tell you, at least up to this point, they've been very, very supportive of what we're trying to do. And it'll be up to you folks. If we get ratings, it'll stay. Um, it's not show to show. We don't sit there and hang on every uh, ratings uh, Sunday. But, you know, we duke it out with the others. But I want to I demonstrate. You can do a smart show. You can do a substantive show. You can do a show that is... Uh, that is intellectually challenging, and that the people who watch Fox, the people who listen to this show, the people who watch Levin TV, all watching the program on Sunday, are quite capable of understanding it and quite capable of enjoying it and appreciating it. Just like you, and I very much appreciate that. Who do they report to? So if Jeff Sessions, and I know okay. he accused himself, so Rosenstein reports to nobody? That's correct. Oh, my God. Now, people will say, why doesn't Trump fire him? Now, we know why Trump will fire him, because he'll be impeached in about a uh, about two seconds. Impeachable offense, but uh, you would know. You're a constitutionalist. Uh, thank well, you. I mean, I, it, it doesn't matter what I think. In other words, if they get enough votes, then that's that. Uh, thank you for and, your time and, and, and for taking my call, and keep up well, uh, the good work. I know it sounds corny, but I, I mean it. All right, brother. I appreciate it. It's very kind of you. Vlad, Waterville, Maine, Sirius Satellite. How are you, Vlad? I'm doing very well, Mark. You're fantastic. Aren't you? Um, (laughs) Yes, and I'm of Ukrainian heritage, so uh, I kind of grew up understanding this kind of stuff. Yep. And what a lot of people have missed is that uh, you mentioned Rosenstein, and Rosenstein was the United States Attorney for the District of Maryland in 2014 when he and Assistant Director uh, Assistant Director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, filed charges against Vadim Mikherin, the um, Russian, uh, the representative of Tenex, Tenem here in the United States connected to Tenex in, in Russia and um, Ross Adam also in Russia you know, sort of a Kremlin-backed company. So uh, although they were investigating Mikherin for many years, it was only in October of 2014 that they acted. But what's really interesting about this whole process is earlier that year, I guess Vladimir Putin had had enough of his friends, Hillary Clinton, etc., and he invaded Ukraine. And if you go back even further, and there's a, a the big the beginning of this story started in 2009, when a newly minted president Barack Obama created the U.S.-Russia Bilateral Presidential Commission. Soon after that, Hillary Clinton began <clears throat> approaching U.S. tech giants, including Google, Cisco, Intel, to get involved in a project to help Russia build her own Silicon Valley. And if uh, if you Google and your and our listeners Google, they can see that even MIT was involved 
with Skolkovo, the Skolkovo project, and they formed, a, it was a joint project to form a university in the city of Skolkovo, which is located some 30 miles south of Moscow. Now, and the FBI... All right, well, we have to go. I'm sorry. It's very fascinating. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Can somebody explain something to me? We now have a horrific tragedy, a pedestrian bridge. Um, this is a big, heavy bridge. was just completed, just completed, brand new, and it collapses in the middle of the day. We don't know how many are dead, but there are many, pr- reportedly, who are dead. It is crushed Eight cars or thereabouts, and of course, people on the bridge and pedestrians. Brand new infrastructure. And when we have new information on this, we will bring it to you because it has shut down a major thoroughfare in Miami. In Miami. But it's brand new. How does this happen? If it wasn't brand new, you know, there'd be, see that? We need more money for infrastructure. Well, apparently they had money for infrastructure. And somehow a brand new bridge, which was touted as being technologically advanced, collapsed. Certainly not because of age or disrepair. I want to show you the difference between how a leftist is treated by the media and by the left historians that write most of our books, and the rest of us. The William Rehnquists, the Antonin Scalia's, and so forth. Robert Bork's. Here USA Today, and this is uh, illustrative, because, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's turned 85 years old. Here's the, here's the so-called news story. First of all, this is the, the wording under a photograph of her. And this is a news story. What the elder state uh, spoke, uh, excuse me, what the elder stateswoman of the U.S. Supreme Court has accomplished and overcome is impressive. In Utah, she received a hero's welcome. In Rhode Island, she was greeted with rapturous applause. Here in the nation's capital, she captivated a reverential crowd. Even there. they ever say that about a conservative? No. They'd say, there's Clarence Thomas, surrounded by Federalist Society right-wingers. Right-wingers. They're jumping up and down, applauding their hero. But the press clippings from Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's most recent spat of public appearances... Some would call it a tour de force. Some would call it a tour de force. Some would call it a tour from hell. 
included a more important finding for her many fans. She's feeling fine. You would never, ever read anything like this about an originalist constitutionalist on the Supreme Court. As she turns 85 this week, I'm sure there'll be pressure to create a national holiday for her. You watch. Ginsburg sending a message to President Trump and Republicans in Congress. Let's stop there. Are judges at any level, let alone Supreme Court justices, supposed to be sending messages to a president and a Congress? She intends to remain on the court as long as she's capable. That could prevent them from nominating and confirming her successor. Now, if you've seen Ruth Bader Ginsburg lately in her public appearances, she's enormously frail. She really can can barely speak. She speaks in hushed tones. They say her mind is as sharp as ever. But we have no way of knowing any of that. Often we find out later that many of these justices were napping half the time during, uh, you know, when they were meeting in conference, that they let their law clerks write all their opinions. This is what happened to William O. Douglas. This is what happened to, to Marshall. I wrote a whole book about this. She's also adding new lawyers. Excuse me. She's also, I'm reading this off the screen. It's difficult. She's also adding new layers to a level of fame that a career spent inside classrooms and courtrooms rarely causes. So now they're celebrating her. There's a news report. A Supreme Court justice, rather than shirk the spotlight, as most justices do, Ginsburg has embraced the adulation as a sign that her outspoken brand of jurisprudence is back in vogue. So she's a politician wearing a black robe. It's appalling. Been there since the Clinton administration. As the leader of the high court's liberal wing, first of all, we shouldn't have liberal wings or conservative wings. They should all be faithful to the Constitution. But too many of them simply are not. So to say somebody's part of the liberal wing is to say, here we have liberal Democrats pretending to be justices. Her diminutive appearance belies her aggressiveness on the bench and work ethic in chambers. Now, how do they know about her work ethic in chambers? It's secret. She's been first to pounce on the plaintiff's attorney in more than half the court's oral arguments this term. She's written three of its 13 decisions, tied for the most so far. I don't know that she's written anything. She's hired law clerks through June 2020. So what? So what? So she's celebrated. Is Clarence Thomas ever celebrated? Is Sam Alito ever celebrated? You know damn well they'll never celebrate Neil Gorsuch either. But the attention paid to her work ethic is overshadowed, however, by her media and social media profile. Why would a justice have a media and social media profile? She's the subject of a forthcoming feature film, a recently released documentary, a comic opera, a workout regime, a Tumblr blog, a Saturday Night Live routine, several books, an assortment of T-shirts and tote bags. Because that's what happens to radical leftists. 
That's what happens to radical leftists because so much of the of the culture now is the plaything of the left. And since the year began, she's outpaced her younger, better fed colleagues in public appearances. At one point, making nine in the space of three weeks at law schools, synagogues, even the Sundance Film Festival. First of all, that's a disgrace. Secondly, she's 85 years old, she's traveling the country, she's giving speeches, and she's writing more opinions than anybody else. Now, do you really think she on her own is writing all those opinions while she's running around? It's like these guys that come out with these books. And in tiny little letters now they say, co-author. But their face is on the book, their name's on the book, and in some cases they don't even put co-author. Every weekend they're doing something. They're traveling, they're giving speeches, they're doing shows, whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, you and I are to believe they've actually sat there and done the arduous work of writing the books. Well, I don't believe she's writing these opinions either. What do you think about that? Like so many of the justices who become much older, she's just having a grand old time there. That's why she won't step down. Not only does she want to deny Trump an appointment, but once she steps down, she'll go to Never Never Land, like John Paul Stevens. Where the hell is he? I don't even want to know. She says, I'm soon to be 85, she marveled last month at New York Law School, and everyone wants to take their picture with me. Excuse me? I don't want to take my picture with you. But look, listen to her. Sounds like fifth grade. Everybody wants to take their picture with me. Those would be the reverential crowds with their heroes' welcomes and rapturous applause. Almost 1,500 people turned out to see her at Congregation Addis Israel in Washington. Yes, left-wing kooks. That's right, I said it. But meanwhile, I get 5,000 people to show up when I'm doing a book signing, Mr. Producer. They don't say anything about that. Of course not. And I write my own books. And at Columbia University Women's Conference in New York, oh, that's not left-wing. She strode on stage to the tune of Notorious B.I.G., Notorious Big, by the artist of the same name, from whom Ginsburg's fans created their Tumblr, Notorious R.B.G. This is pathetic. In Providence, on the same evening, Trump was delivering his State of the Union address attended by four of her colleagues. Ginsburg was greeted by more than 1,000 fans at Temple Bethel. And that's it? That's a lot? 1,000 fans? It's not a lot. It's a joke. But what does she have fans for? She's supposed to be a, a Supreme Court justice. Earlier in the day, she became the eighth justice to appear at Roger Williams University School of Law in nearby Bristol, but the first to bring the house down. This was a completely different thing from other appearances, Dean Michael Yalonsky said. She's a cultural icon. I venture to say she may be the most popular Supreme Court justice who's ever lived. Ever lived. More than John Marshall. Wow. I threw that last bit in there. She's the greatest, most popular justice who ever lived. Idiot. Most Supreme Court justices lead relatively cloistered lives. But some have gone out of their way to speak at public events, either to advance a cause or simply fulfill invitations. The late Antonin Scalia, Ginsburg's unlikely BFF on the court, was a hero for legal conservatives. Yes, but when you went to an event, 
that he spoke out, you came out a lot smarter. And the lib media never treated Scalia like this. Never. Conservatives did. But we're not the media. We're not the media. This is USA Today. By the way, how come this hasn't folded yet? They actually make money at USA Today? It's more like USA Yesterday. Justice Sonia Sotomayor is a heroine for ethnic minorities. At her age, as a two-time cancer survivor with a target on her back, target on her back, Republicans want to fill her seat, and even some Democrats say she should have retired while Barack Obama was president. Ginsburg seems intent on out-hustling everyone. You know what it is, folks? She's an egomaniac. Many of these people on the court think that they're irreplaceable. That they're irreplaceable. We've had justices who have stayed on the court past the point of insanity. If you read my old book, Men in Black, you'd know who they are. We've had justices who hang on to the very end. And USA Today, that apparently is what Ruth Bader Ginsburg's going to do. And it really is not an act of selflessness, an act of an overactive ego and selfishness. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This coming Sunday on uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I really want that to be in our noggins, on our schedules each Sunday night. Um, I'm going to have a discussion, a very, really compelling, interesting, uh, substantive discussion about the Declaration of Independence about the Constitution of the United States, about the progressive movement, the leftists, and what they are doing and have been doing to both, with one of the foremost experts on both the Declaration and the Constitution, and that's Dr. Larry Arn. You've heard me talk about Dr. Arn in the past. He's president of Hillsdale College. And he has a way of speaking and making a case that is truly unique. It's singular. And it's one of the reasons I wanted him on my program as one of our first ten guests. I have a whole list of guests that I want. Now, it's very thoughtful. It's substantive. It's scholarly. But you see, ladies and gentlemen, I know you want this. I've sold millions of books. When I was told they could never sell, they used to say to me, these books are too smart, people are going to read them. And I'm offended. Because that's a put down of you, my audience. The reason I'm the number one selling author when it comes to conservative books, really broader than that, the Constitution, the founding and so forth, is because I do not disrespect you. And I do not underestimate your intelligence, and I do not underestimate your interest in this. 
I'm the place where people come, whether it's radio, Levin TV, and now the Fox News channel, where people are craving for this. They want to know more about their country. They want to know more about the founding. They want to know more about these great men. They want to know more about our founding document and our governing law. Not less. And so, I do this radio show the way I do it. I do the Levin TV the way I do it. And the Sunday show is a unique opportunity to be on a wonderful, wonderful cable channel, the Fox News channel. Now, those of you who say, well, the Fox News channel seems to be moving left. Well, they asked me to join them, didn't they? And they said, Mark, what do you want to do? And I told them what I want to do, and they said, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. So, we're going to make Sunday night smarter, not dumber. You're going to make Sunday night smarter, not dumber. So when the week is over, and the weekend's coming to the end, and Sunday night is here, Kick up your feet. Call the family around like the old days. Bring them in front of the TV. Put on the Fox News channel at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. And enjoy. And learn. Now, I'll tell you what's interesting. This deplorable Democrat criminal front group, I call it, Media Matters, When I had my first show, my discussion with Walter Williams, which was really intriguing. He was absolutely unbelievable, outstanding. They said, boring, 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 as did some of the other sites. Boring? We crushed CNN. We crushed MSNBC. Combined. And the input from you, the people who matter, was outstanding. The interview with Devin Nunes, the most thorough interview he's ever had. You enjoyed it as we walk through the entire spectacle of what's taken place. The interview with the great Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, the Churchill of our time. Extraordinary reaction. And I I predict this Sunday with one of the great scholars of the Declaration and Constitution, Dr. Larry Arne. You'll walk away the same way. Just make sure you tell your children and grandchildren, because I don't want them to miss it. I think they're going to learn a ton. It's going to be very, very enjoyable. I'll be right back. Mark doesn't suffer fools well. So, if you're a fool... Don't call 877-381-3811. I don't believe in dumbing down. I don't believe in talking down to people. I believe in uplifting, informing, sharing knowledge. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what we are doing. Now, here's some exciting news. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for many, many years. They've transformed into the fastest-growing home security company in the nation. Now, they predict over 2 million people 
Two million people. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe. Now, this system's been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. All new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible. The power sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. You know who will notice them? Intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system. They added so much, but you still get the same fair and honest price. 24/7 professional protection for only 15 bucks a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts, no hard wires. This is cutting-edge stuff. And this new system is smaller, faster, stronger than anything they've built before. But supplies are very limited. And that's not to hawk it. They are very limited. So go to simplysafemark.com right now to order your system. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your family and home today. Simplysafemark.com. Now, over the last few days, you may have been hearing a little bit of static on the broadcast from time to time. Well, we're working on that. And guess how we decided to fix it? We're taking my 20-year-old Zephyr, it's called a Zephyr, this is the machine, uh, I, don't, I won't get into the weeds, through which I speak, and then it shoots all over the world through a variety of uh, technologies. Damn thing's 20 years old. So by the end of the month, we'll have a brand new system in place. Brand new system in place. And we'll give this one back to the Russians. Achidachi, let us go to Lance, Kingman, Arizona, Sirius Satellite. Go. Hey, Mark, love your show. I just yes. Have a question. I, can you hear me? What? I have a question for you. I'm wondering why it seems like you're a special pleader for Jeff Sessions. I, I know that's probably not true, but it seems like every time the question gets brought up, I feel you rolling your eyes. Well, sir, you must not listen to this program regularly. It's not being a special pleader or an attack dog. I actually reluctantly concluded a couple of weeks ago, and these programs are archived if you want to inform yourself, uh, that Jeff Sessions, when he determined he had to recuse himself, he probably should have stepped down immediately because it really wasn't fair to the President of the United States. Did you hear that program, sir? Um, well, I, I understood that point, and I still do, but it just oh. – we're kind of stuck now, aren't we? Now now you're you're switching gears. Yeah, we are kind of stuck now, aren't we? Now, Russia isn't the only thing that Jeff Sessions would have to have dealt with. I think he's done a hell of a good job fighting these sanctuary cities, quite frankly. I think he's done a hell of a good job his people have in court trying to fight these left-wing judges on the president's executive orders on refugees. I think he's done a hell of a good job fighting uh, Cory Gardner in Colorado, who's blocking Trump nominees because he wants to make sure that the people in Colorado uh, can smoke as much pot as they want, which is fine. Do whatever the hell they want. I think he's done a hell of a good job in helping to select federal judges to the federal judiciary, and you may not know that, the Justice Department's responsible for that. So, yes, Sessions has done a lot of good things. Now, I know this upsets you. 
I know, I know you find this troubling, but it is true. Nonetheless, this Russian matter is, is, seems to be all consuming. I would also tell you this, sir. I also believe Jeff Sessions was set up. Let me ask you a question. I mean this in all honesty. How did they know that Jeff Sessions had a discussion or two with the Russian ambassador? How did they know that? Spying. Exactly. They had a large web of eavesdropping going on through incidental collection of information with the Russian ambassador. And so innocent or formal or official communications with him and others, which take place all the time in Washington, D.C., all the time. They do have an embassy in Washington. You do know that. Yes. They were able to gather that information, leak it, and try and turn Jeff Sessions into a perjurer and a liar before Congress. Otherwise, how did they know? I said this some time ago, that not enough attention has been paid to how Jeff Sessions was quote-unquote outed, the way that Flynn was outed. They had a pipeline into this ambassador to Russia's phone contacts, his cell phone contacts, his emails and texts. And so anybody in Trump world or anybody not in Obama world and not in Hillary Clinton world, I believe they were gathering their names. They were unmasking them and went at the uh, at the most uh, opportune opportunity. They were leaking them. They were revealing them. I think that's what happened to Jeff Sessions. What do you think of that? Oh yeah, I agree. I'm with you, I, and I'm and I'm just frustrated. Not even frustrated. It's just uh, I'm just a plain old guy. I don't know a lot. I know a lot about my craft, but not the government and policy. Policy. I know why. Why would we, right? I mean, it's but on, but on the other hand, these bureaucracies, these uh, these 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 rogue officials, look at what they do to our country. I don't care what your background is, your education, what your uh, profession, what what walk of life you're in, how old you are. Look what they do to us as a people. Look what they do to us as a country. Look how they drag us down. All right, Lance, thanks for your call, sir. Charlotte, Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS country on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi, Mark. I'm very troubled by Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, Did the USA Today article mention that she had said in the past she preferred other constitutions in other countries? She doesn't particularly revere our constitution. Do you think... She doesn't like the Tenth Amendment. She's not alone, by the way. Uh, Anthony Kennedy has said the same thing. Breyer has said the same thing. So they look at extra constitutional law to help them make judgments, when in fact, as you well know, you and I have no say-so in constitutions or lawmaking in other countries, in other sovereignties, and it is an abomination to say you're going to interpret the American Constitution based on something that's taken place in some other society. You're quite right. I, I'm sure she doesn't like the Tenth Amendment. That limits the power of the federal government. Well, I think she likes it now because of the sanctuary cities. Just keep something in mind. For the leftists, for the progressive like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Constitution is there as a fig leaf. They twist the wording. 
as you say, they look outside the Constitution. This whole phrase, living and breathing Constitution, I explain that in my most recent book, Rediscovering Americanism. This comes right out of the mouth of the progressives, almost in unison. Crowley, Ray, uh, Wilson, Dewey, Theodore Roosevelt, among others. The Constitution is there to be manipulated. And by the way, I'm just going to say it again. You are going to love Sunday's show on Fox when I sit down with Dr. Arne and we go through this. And I just hope there's enough people to watch because I think it makes a difference. Charlotte, thank you for your brilliant point. I appreciate it. What are we going to do? Talk about Jeff Sessions all night? I like him. I don't like him. I like him. I'm not taking a poll. Brett, I'm just looking at the call board. Chicago, Illinois, the great WLS. Go. Yeah, I was just calling there a little bit about Session, how he was set up there. It just, like you said. You agree with me? Yes, I do, because you know what? He's sitting there now, he's boxed in, and then they they put Rosenstein in. And I'm like, holy cow, he's in charge. And then Mueller had an interview with Trump. He comes out of the woodwork and wants the FBI director after Comey got fired. And then you come to find out he doesn't want him, he ain't impressed. So then he points, Rosenstein appoints Mueller as uh, special counsel the next day. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it amazes me that all the lawyers, all the prosecutors, all the ex-prosecutors, all the ex-judges, and so forth and so on, Rosenstein could have picked. He picks one of Comey's best friends. What kind of a special counsel is that? Yeah, especially after the interview with Trump, but he doesn't get it, so though he still makes sure he's in there. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. And another point on the uranium one, it's like, Obama, you know, he, he sits there and sets the uranium over to uh, Europe. Iran gets his hands on it. He sends the money over there for Iran to buy it, and they try to drive a stake through Israel's heart. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. See, the American people, at least about 35% of us, 38%, 40 give or take, we understand exactly what's going on. It's the other numbskulls out there who either celebrate this or walk around with their thumb up their nose. It's very frustrating. Rick, Madison, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Yes, Mark. I have a question, and it's this. Yes. All this massive amount of eavesdropping and and information, intelligence that Comey and Strzok and Rosenstein and the whole cabal were, were gathering on a daily basis, what army did they put together to sift through this information? They didn't have... With this massive amount of information, they didn't have time at night to, to go through all this material. They must have had a small little army working either in a government first of, all, first, or, first of all, if you're targeting certain places and certain outlets, you don't need an army of information, an army of people. If you're bugging, I'll use that word generally, generically, the uh, the Russian ambassador, which I suppose is typically done. Um, and you want to create this whole collusion myth as a political weapon, as an excuse to try and defeat a candidate and then to undermine his presidency. You don't need an army of people to do that. You need a handful of people to do that. Well, it's certainly a lot of information to, to go through, but um, I just want to say also that I love your Sunday show, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You're very kind. I appreciate that. Thank you. God, I love my audience. I love you people. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you wish those sagging, droopy eyelids would just go away and those bags and puffiness just keep getting worse day after day? Now's the perfect time to take advantage of the crazy spring clearance sale going on for a limited time at Chamonix. Call or click right now and you could get the brand new Genesel eyelid lift absolutely free. Here's Cindy from Flagstaff, Arizona. Dear Chaminet, your eyelid product is great. It really works. It worked on me the first time and every time thereafter. Now, right now, this breakthrough eyelid treatment is yours free when you order Genesel for bags and puffiness. Plus, you'll get the Genesel immediate effects for results in 12 hours. Go to Genesel.com or call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. Order today and get the Genesel Collagen Builder. And Deep Firming Serum, two bestsellers, free. And during this spring clearance, express shipping is also free. That's right, five free gifts. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com, Genesel.com, 800-SKIN-604. Let's go to Attila, Kewanee, Wisconsin. My favorite hun. How are you, Attila, on WTAQ? Go. Doing a lot better after listening to your interview with uh, B.B. Netanyahu. Uh, I sure wish. You know, you do something a lot of folks don't do, Mark. You you listen. You give a give the the man a chance to to say things, and you're not uh, thinking about what what to say next. You're you're letting him say say it all out. Uh, a lot of well, folks. that's why I'm doing a full hour because I want people who are who are significant enough. I don't mean they have to be famous. Who are significant enough in what they're thinking and writing and doing, and I want them to uh, to 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 bring them to you so they have an opportunity to communicate with you. And I thank you very much for that. It, it was a very very in, intelligent interview, and and he he's a wonderful man. And quite frankly, Mark, he should be getting the adulation uh, that that is bestowed upon the undeserving uh, impersonator of a Supreme Court justice, yes. uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Bader. Of course. He ought to be right. getting that. I agree with you. All right, my friend, and thank you for watching. Let's continue. Todd, Charlotte, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Very well, thank you. Hey, long-time listener, brother. Man, I've, I've been listening to you forever. I love thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, you know, I watched a little special that they had on Fox News. It was yeah. called Scandalous. It was about the Clinton uh, impeachment. Yeah, it was really good, I thought. Hey, did you notice that when uh, when Ken Starr was, it was in the beginning of Ken Starr's investigation, Rod Rosenstein, a young man back then, was one of his uh, investigators, and I believe that he he's now turned, and he knows the ropes, how this works, and he is now putting the thumbs to our president. I didn't catch that. I mean, I didn't watch every minute of it, and I didn't know that. 
That's interesting. Yes, I mean, has the guy ever had a private sector job? No, sir, he has not. He's always been in government. He's in, uh, I think it's the, the third to the last program. He's not wearing glasses, young man, and he's carrying that big, thick uh, suitcase that they have all the files and all that stuff in it. But, yeah, my wife said, hey, that's that guy Rosenstein. I was like, no, we looked. I was like, son of a gun, man, it is. Wow. Well, I didn't see it, but I uh, appreciate that. Thank you, yep. Todd. God bless. Zeke, Jacksonville, Florida, Sirius Satellite, how are you? Well, good evening, Mark. Hey, I've talked to you before, but i got a question for you. Yes, Since sir. The uh, genesis of the investigation was the uh, Russia collusion thing, and the House mm-hmm. Intelligence Committee has determined that there is no collusion. Can they not just defund the uh, investigation and make it go away? Yes. And if they, and, and if they can do that, that would serve three purposes. It would, one, keep uh, President Trump from having to fire uh, Mueller or whatever, and, and, like you were saying earlier, and have him impeached. Secondly, it would uh, also take the uh, gun off of uh, Jeff Sessions where he could come back and resume his full responsibilities uh, in, as the uh, attorney general. And then and thirdly, I think it would open the door for a, another special counsel to be appointed into the real uh, – and listen, I, I agree with you, but when you have a bunch of Republicans in the House and Senate trying to push legislation to protect Mueller, you see the difficulty. The difficulty is the Democrats, you know, they march in, in lockstep. Uh, the Republicans uh, keep bumping into each other. Well, like Russia always says, we control the money, follow the money trail, and they control the House, and they're supposed to be the ones that control the money. And the biggest thing of all... It would save the American people millions and millions of dollars is being wasted. Well, liberals never worry about that, sir. All right, Zeke. Appreciate your call, sir. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Well, as I said the other night, Putin is murdering people again. This is what he does. He's an old KGB operative. He's a mobster. That's what he is. He's a mobster. And uh, he reaches into other countries. He uses military-grade poisons to kill individuals. And the Washington Post points out that Trump has hit back. Because we have to support our ally Britain the way Britain supports us. Trump administration today imposed fresh financial sanctions on Russian government hackers and spy agencies. Now another reason he's hammering them, and the primary reason is, they interfered with our election. Now, I'm going to read this to you, and you're going to see that Trump has done more now than Obama did while the Russians were actually interfering with our election. So, 
the president imposes new financial sanctions on the Russian government, hackers, and spy agencies to punish Moscow for interfering in the 2016 presidential election and for a cyber attack against Ukraine and other countries last year that officials have characterized as the most destructive and costly in history. Now, you and I ask ourselves multiple times, why don't we strike back? And I'm starting to think maybe we don't know how to, or maybe we can't. I don't want to believe that. But after eight years of Obama, who the hell knows how much damage he's done? Now, Jeff Flake has no interest in any of this, by the way. Sanctions uh, sanctions also were imposed on individuals such as trolls and the Russian organizations that supported their efforts to undermine the election. Additionally, the administration alerted the public that Russia is targeting the U.S. energy grid with computer malware that could sabotage the systems. Now, these are acts of war. These are acts of war by Vladimir Putin. The code pink Republicans used to praise him. Some of them were on these very stations. Now he is attacking our energy grid, which we've talked about before also is very, very vulnerable. Taken together, the moves represent the administration's most significant actions to date against Russia for its aggression against the United States. They're intended to deter tampering with this year's midterm elections while signaling to Russia that Washington will not allow its attacks to go unchallenged, officials said. Now listen to how they twist this. The sanctions stand in contrast to President Trump's reluctance to blame the Kremlin for its interference in the 2016 presidential race, despite the U.S. intelligence community's conclusions that Moscow did so. Now let's look at that. This piece by Ellen Nakasama. The sanctions stand in contrast to President Trump's reluctance to blame the Kremlin for its interference in the 2016 presidential race, despite the U.S. intelligence community's conclusion that Moscow did so. Now, wouldn't a real reporter, a serious reporter, have written, sanctions stand in contrast to President Obama's failure? To address the Kremlin's interference with our 2016 presidential race and his national security advisor's directive to the cybersecurity team to stand down. Isn't that what that sentence should say? In 2016, Donald Trump was not president. So Donald Trump has done more now. And forget about those other Obama sanctions after the fact. During the fact of what was occurring, Obama didn't lift a finger. Even though individuals wanted him to lift a finger. And he kept it from the American people for as long as he possibly could. Because he assumed Hillary would win and he didn't want to taint her election. Let's continue to hear how this writer says this. They come on the heels of the United States, France and Germany, joining Britain in denouncing Russia... For a brazen poison attack that has left a former Russian spy and his daughter comatose in a Salisbury, England hospital. On Wednesday, Britain expelled 23 Russian diplomats in retaliation. Folks, let me, let me tell you something. Russia has a very small economy and a very big military. 
Ronald Reagan understood that. They have a very small economy and a very big military. Their economy is an inch deep. It relies on a handful of industries, especially oil. It would be very, very easy to punish Russia economically, just as it would be very, very easy to punish China through its financial system and its banks. But we don't do it. We don't do it. Now, to me, if I'm sitting there, I'm pissed off that they're trying to interfere with our election, that they're stealing our data, that they're stealing our technology, that they're reaching overseas, whether it's our country or our allies' countries, and killing people. We should be pushing back. We should be pushing back in much more aggressive ways, in my humble opinion. Now, it goes on. Let's see here. In all, the new sanctions target 19 people and five organizations. Many were indicted last month by Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Wow. Good job. Did he indict any Russians related to uh, Fusion GPS or Uranium One or the Clinton campaign or the DNC? No. No. Say he's a clown. We move him off the stage. Now, a separate set of sanctions were imposed on two Russian spy agencies. Officials said the FSB, the successor to the KGB, used its cyber tools to target U.S. government officials, including cybersecurity, diplomatic, military, and White House personnel. You know, I'll tell you this, and I shouldn't tell you this. From time to time, my father, my wife, my mother-in-law, they get where they say, be careful now. You don't know what these people are capable of. When I call out Red China, when I call out fascist Russia and so forth, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? All right, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. every day. You really do. And a lot of times you wish you hadn't. So you have a flight attendant on United Airlines who insists that this lady put her dog, who's in a carrying dog case, in the uh, the overhang. Or whatever they call it. Like a piece of luggage. Like a carry-on. Over your head. And the owner of the dog says, no, 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 I don't don't want to do that. And they insist on it. And of course, the dog suffocates. And dies. It's a little dog. Now, I have to say, I fly every, about every month or five weeks to see my parents. Typically, my wife and I do this. And um, might leave on a Friday and come back on a Monday morning. And sometimes you get wonderful flight attendants who are really pros. They're really professionals. They're very kind. And you know it's a hard job. Can you imagine? 
You really have to be everything to everybody. And serve soda. So I get that. But if you're not equipped temperamentally or mentally, if you have these great mood swings or you hate people or you really don't want to be there, then get the hell out of there. Then get the hell out of there. People pay an arm and a leg to fly anymore. I'm flying down to Florida this weekend to see my parents. It cost me like 700 bucks round trip. Not even that far from where I am. For a couple of nights. Okay, whatever. It's the free market. They charge what they want. But you get on the damn airplane, you want to be treated with some respect. Now, don't get me wrong. They're obnoxious people who go on these planes for the purpose of annoying everybody else. Weirdos. We're surrounded by weirdos. Got it. Deal with the weirdos. But if somebody is normal and they're coming on the plane and they have their little doggy with them, don't treat them like crap and don't treat their dog like crap. And yet, there you have it. What kind of an idiot would insist that you put a dog in the overhead compartment? Once you shut that door on the overhead compartment, there's no oxygen flowing in there. So the dog suffocates a horrific death. And let me bring up something else that's been bothering me, and I haven't gotten to this. What is going on with this administration and elephants? What the hell? We've talked about this before. We celebrated when the president said, no, we're going to look at this. We're going to look at this. These big tough guys go to India and they go to Africa and they kill elephants. And these poachers kill elephants, these magnificent, majestic animals. What kind of hunting is this? It's like shooting the side of a building. And you're so proud of yourselves, you stand on top of the carcass. Then I saw the Chinese. They're not only inhumane to their own people, they're inhumane when it comes to animals. Talking about the government of China. How they round up all the calves. And they're scared to death, these calves. And bring them back to China and sell them. Because it's a lucrative market. How the hell are these animals ever going to survive? How are they going to survive? And no, I'm not taking calls by, you know, what are you against guns? I'm not against guns. I'm against a-holes. A-holes. And I don't need lectures about this either. There is... I mean, you either have compassion about this or you don't. There's nothing I can do to convince people who don't. Are you going to hang an elephant's head on your in your house like you're some big tough guy? You're not. You're a schmuck. And they're killing these beautiful animals for their tusks, too. For their tusks. These beautiful animals, some of which are 25 years old, 30 years old, 45 years old, 
And the more we learn about them, we learn how smart they are. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have lifetime partners. They try to protect their babies. And so this administration says, we'll look at this on a case-by-case basis. What does that mean, a case-by-case basis? What does that mean? And what kind of message does that send to poachers overseas? All right, open season. It's crazy. That doesn't really fit in here or there nicely. Mark, you were just talking about fights. I know. It doesn't matter. It's just incredible to me that in this day and age, people get their jollies shooting elephants or giraffes. I look at these giraffes. They can't defend themselves. They're giraffes, for God's sakes. Again, becoming endangered. Look at that, a giraffe. I think I'll shoot it. Well, that's hard to do. Very hard to do. Now, you know, you got guys here around me, they say, you know, we go deer shooting to thin the herd. They don't go deer shooting to thin the herd. They go deer shooting to kill a deer. Okay, fine. I can't do it. I can't do it. Damn thing runs across my backyard. Doesn't even run. Prances across my backyard. Pow! Down it goes. Wow, look at me. I understand people eat them and all. Do what you want. I'm not talking about that. I can't do it. Now, predators, different story. That I'd be able to do. I don't do it, but that I'd be able to do. I don't have weapons to hunt. I'm not a hunter. I'm not opposed to hunters in certain circumstances. I'm really not. Some people hunt to eat. Got it. Okay. Of course. Of course. I like to eat steaks. But there are lines to draw. I have guns to protect myself and my family. Very powerful guns. Not for hunting, but for defending. I just want to make it clear again. No, I'm not anti-hunters. I'm not anti-hunting. I'm telling you what I'm capable of, and I'm not imposing my views on everybody else. Except, if I were the president, and I never will be, I would say no. No, you're not killing elephants. Well, you can kill them. You're just not bringing them back here. You're not killing giraffes, lions, tigers, cheetahs. Oh, my. I just decided to get into this because I read this like last week. I'm going, what did he do? He reversed course on this? What the hell is that all about? Barbara, Flushing, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey. What? Yes? Love you to death. Thank you. Just listen to you. I, I'm a rescuer here in New York. I'm a heavy-duty rescuer. And this you whole mean thing, doggies and cats? Yeah, that's what we do in New York City with the bullshit that's going on here. It's not even to people. It wasn't why I called. I called to talk about 
elderly old ladies. So where in Australia are you from originally? I grew up in Victoria. I grew up really? in the bush in Victoria. Ah. Oh. Oh. So well, let me we, ask you, what do you what do you think about what I just said? I love you to death. I love you to death. There's gonna be more of it. That that wasn't why I called him, but I've been yes. Go ahead. Uh, okay. uh, we're, we're rescuers. I, I work for rescue organizations. All right, listen. I, I interrupted you. Uh, we'll hold you over to the uh, to the over the break so you can discuss what you called me about, which I don't know. So we're about to find out. I'll be right back. You know, this is one of the reasons I have nothing but contempt for PETA, elephants and so forth. PETA and other radical left-wing groups that pretend to defend animals uh, while they're killing puppy dogs. But in any event, uh, they would put pressure on uh, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, as you know, to get rid of the animal shows at the circus. And they succeeded. And then you get second and third generation family members. No, we don't want to be involved with the circus and the animals and all. You know, we can't do that. Look at all the protesters and the, look at all this and look at all that. So, they don't have elephants in the circus anymore because they don't have the circus anymore. Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus doesn't exist anymore because the current generation didn't want to deal with it and all the protests and all the investigations and all the rest of it and they had I think they still have a center in Florida where they were breeding the elephants these are Asian elephants they're breeding the elephants they had better medical care than you and me under Obamacare. Full-time professional veterinarians. And they would also breed them. But all that's winding down. So Asian elephants are endangered. They're extremely bright. There's less than 35,000 of them left. The African elephants are also threatened, and they're extremely bright too. And once they're gone, they're gone. They don't breed that quickly. They don't breed that much. And there are hardly any breeding programs left. <coughs> it's not like goldfish, you know, or guppies. So anyway... uh and by the way, the dog that uh, United Airlines killed was not a small dog. It was a German Shepherd, I believe. Can you imagine flying on a plane? That dog is in the overhead, suffocating. Is anyone going to get fired over this? Good Lord. And yes, I support uh, no, a no-kill shelter in my community. Lost dog and cat in Virginia, and they are outstanding. And they saved my little Barney. Barney's been with me now six and a half years. He's nine and a half years old. 
I don't know what I'd do without him. Don't know what I'd do without him. You know how I am about dogs. So uh, the dog is stowed in the overhead bin. I want to get it straight. The German Shepherd was actually shipped to Japan by accident rather than Kansas. The dog that died in the overhead bin was one of these little Boston Terriers, I think. And then I'm reading last year 75% of the pets that died on, on airlines died on United Airlines. So if you have a pet and you want to fly with your pet, you might want to avoid United Airlines. Just saying. Back to Barbara, Flushing, New York, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Hey, my little friend. You are just the best. I, 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 I get so angry when I hear about the elephants and all that stuff. We're all doing all that stuff. That wasn't what I called in. I'm calling and I'm worrying about, you know, this little old lady on the Supreme Court. I mean, half of these other people, they've all got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. And here they are, dictating, bulldozing, bullying about how we all have to live. I don't know whether to, I was about to swear here, I won't. Um, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Mm-hmm. What's the and, answer? Well, the answer is, and I wrote a book called The Liberty Amendments. The yeah, answer I read is, that too, sweetie. Well, yeah. the, answer, the answer is term limiting Supreme Court justices. There's no reason somebody spe- should spend half their life on the Supreme Court. Because remember why they did that. They wanted these people independent from the body politic. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not independent from the body politic. She's a politician dressed up as a justice. Well, the only answer is, because Washington isn't going to fix itself, Congress isn't going to propose any amendments, is we the people through the Convention of States. There's no other answer. And if we don't get to that point where we can do it, then that's what we're stuck with, that form of tyranny. Mark McClough, and I support that group, no end. But, but this little old lady's got one foot in the grave, the other one in the pan up here, and here they are. All right, Barbara. Thank you. Well, you're, I don't know about the banana peel or the grave. She seems to be kicking along there. Oh, yes. Car shield, folks. Have you ever taken your car in for an oil change and the mechanic finds something wrong and surprise? You're hit with a repair bill you didn't expect? I think we've all seen that. It's happened to all of us. Well, when you have extended vehicle protection like I do for our 2010 Camaro from Car Shield, You don't have to worry about those unexpected surprises. Look, if your car breaks down after the manufacturer's warranty expires, you could be out of pocket thousands of dollars to get it fixed. Replacing your engine alone can cost thousands. Even a simple repair to a sensor can cost over $1,000. And there's nothing simple about today's cars, by the way. CarShield, CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. And they pay them directly. So it's not a matter of you being reimbursed and waiting around for a check. They also provide you 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. Now, if your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. Car Shield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims and they're ready to help you save yourself thousands in future car repairs. 
Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code LEVIN. It's a simple number, 800-CAR-6100, code LEVIN, or you can go to their website, carshield.com, use code LEVIN, and you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code L-E-V-I-N, or call 800-CAR-6100, mention code LEVIN, get your 10% deductible, and uh, a deductible may apply. Let's continue. Vanessa, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Hi, Mark. I am so deeply honored that you would take my call. Thank um, you. I'm a Hillsdale graduate. I can't wow. thank you enough for supporting and championing the cause of liberty. You and my good pal, Dr. Arn, are two of the finest Americans, and I'm thrilled about Oh, Sunday. you're going to love Sunday. Yeah, I, was just I can't wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, listen, I know that you haven't really spoken to the By the, by the way, I haven't met a dumb student from Hillsdale yet. That I, yeah, we're, we're quality people. It's, yes. it's, it's a special place for sure. Go right ahead. I know you haven't really spoken to the point tonight, but I was gaming yesterday with this national, um, student walkout and having grown up in Fairfax County, which as you know, is currently floundering in leftist ideology, mm-hmm. um, these large-scale liberal school systems are to blame. These kids are being used as puppets by mm-hmm. um, those above them, like Nanny Pelosi and Chuck Schrumer, who, by the way, mm-hmm. attended the event in D.C. yesterday, surrounded by armed yes, guards. Yes, he did. Uh, they all did. Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, the usual cadre of leftist hacks. Right. So what really gets my blood boiling, Mark, and I I really want you to help me understand where Mm -hmm. the disconnect is, because the left continues to argue that this is a gun issue. And if you listen to the words of the students yesterday, you stitched together this montage of these students barking at how we cling to our guns. And I quote this young girl saying that we care more about our guns than we do their right to life. And I just, my jaw hit the floor because they've completely contradicted themselves. The right to life, our fundamental, certain unalienable right to life. Those of us who cling to the Constitution know this debate all too well. This is an argument to preserve the sanctity of life and protect the integrity of life. And I I just don't understand where the disconnect is and um, how hypocritical. Well, the the disconnect is, and we talk about this on Sunday, uh, Arne and I will, The disconnect is the difference between education, knowledge, thinking, challenging, debating, and propaganda and indoctrination. And the latter is what's taking place. And this is the progressive ideology. This is what John Dewey pressed for at the turn of the last century. He said, look, as I read from the book, my own book, uh, last night, he said, look, you don't really want to teach these things. You know, you don't really... You want to use education for social change. And what they mean by that is indoctrination towards uh, the progressive attitude. You can't go to a classroom, excuse me, you can't go to a public school where they actually have an honest course on the Second Amendment. You can't go to a public school where they actually have an honest course on capitalism. And you also have these two major unions, the NEA and the AFT, that are in bed with the Democrat Party. You see, more and more, the Democrat Party mirrors the Communist Party. And I don't mean in every respect, but it is a party that drives the agenda of the nation. It is a party that drives the agenda of the courts. It is a party that drives the agenda 
of the administrative state, the bureaucracy. It is a party that drives the media. It is the party that drives the classroom. It is the party that drives Hollywood. So more and more we're a nation of the Democrat Party than we are a nation of the Constitution. It's very sad. And that's, uh, and that's the outcome. You're the great one. I am just beaming. You have just... You've, you've well, you're very, very kind. I'll tell you what. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a copy of Rediscovering Americanism, okay? Thank you so much. And please tell Dr. Arne I say hi on Sunday. I will. I will. And we'll be right back. Lovin. So just a few days ago, the news was filled with yet another revelation about the Equifax breach. Cyber criminals exposed the personal information of millions more people than originally reported. There's no reason not to protect yourself. This is going on all the time now. Get the same coverage that Fortune 500 companies have been using for years for less than 10 bucks a month. I've partnered with the best. I have partnered with My ID Care to bring you best-in-class protection from thieves who could empty your bank account or use your personal information for tax or medical fraud. And I use my ID care, and I would strongly encourage you to as well. Credit freezes won't help you with tax fraud or other types of ID theft. My ID care covers you for nine types of identity theft. And their CEO, Tom Kelly, is so committed to your protection that he provides a 100% identity recovery guarantee if you fall victim or your money back. Learn more and get 15% off myidcare.com, promo code MARK, or call the number 866-334-3084. That's 866-334-3084, or go to myidcare.com, Promo code MARK. I want to strongly encourage you to do this. There are ways to protect yourself. Gary, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hey, uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yes, I've sir. got a theory. Uh, I, I was involved in government, uh, federal government law enforcement for a long time. Yes, and, sir. you know, from time to time you talk about how they breached the Constitution now politically. Uh, I'm thinking that... No, 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 I'm talking about the senior guys, not the uh, worker bees. Right. Well, uh, what I think is that they tapped uh, the president's phone when he was running for office, his campaign phones and whatnot, illegally, and then they worked the case backwards where they went ahead and they find evidence, and then through their investigation, of course, they can't let anybody know of the evidence they've already found, and then they just worked the case backwards. That's that's my theory, along with the fact, of course, we all know about the uh, uh, the, the FISA warrants that they obtained without the necessary probable cause and whatnot. But it, it just looks like they're working in too many different areas to where they picked up evidence in any kind of legal form. I really do think it's all backdoor thing. I was wondering what your opinion might be. I think that. a lot of it is the backdoor. I think of a lot of it is they abuse the surveillance process. Uh, that through eavesdropping and uh, the unmasking of the names of look, we still don't know who unmasked Michael Flynn's name. It's a small circle of people. We still haven't gotten back to, uh, to the bottom of the fact that the Obama administration in the last year 
unmasked more people than uh, they had unmasked and, or had been ever unmasked before. And John Solomon did reporting on that. We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. This is why I strongly believe in a special counsel. Uh, not because I like them, not because I like Bob Mueller, not because our experience has been so wonderful, because nobody has figured out any other way to do this. And we need to know about these unmaskings. And we need to know about the FISA court and what it was presented with. And we need to know what happened in Mr. Comey's office and Mr. Cabe's office, both of whom, both of whom are leakers. We need to know all about this. And we're not going to get to the bottom of it with Mueller because Mueller is investigating Trump and only Trump, not Russian collusion. Mr. Rod Rosenstein is a, a complete knucklehead. And these are the circumstances we face. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Let us continue. Uh, Mike, Lakewood, California, Sirius Satellite. How are you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I speak with you. I uh, cut my uh, conservative teeth with uh, listening to the late Bob Grant. And it's a pleasure to see you. A I'm dear a friend of mine, if not a mentor, quite frankly. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, no, no, I'm saying he was in many ways a mentor. I mean, I used to listen to him as a teenager. I love Bob Grant. Right. Anyway, uh, I'm retired uh, Army Ranger. Uh, my God son bless is you. also my son is also uh, currently serving in Syria right now in wow. the same capacity. Um, this law with uh, not allowing uh, people. Uh, young people to buy weapons until they're 21 years old is going to do uh, tremendous damage to our military. Mm-hmm. In that, they don't, they're not going to know how to uh, sh- shoot a weapon. Mm-hmm. I taught my kids, uh, I was brought up uh, from the age of 14 years old shooting. I mm-hmm. did the same thing with my, with my two boys and, uh, also taught them how to handle a weapon and how to hunt, and uh, because of which uh, I was able to serve my country, and my son is presently doing the same thing. Uh, you see, sir, the problem is you didn't teach your kids how to smoke pot. You didn't teach your, your son to use the girls' bathroom. You didn't teach your, you know, you weren't hip. You didn't teach your son to do the things that you're supposed to do. No, sir, I, I, te- I taught them the uh, same things that my father taught me. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's supposed to be. My father, my father, uh, uh, he went to uh, Israel uh, when he was semi-retired. He was uh, part of the uh, group that uh, was involved with the Patriot missile system and uh, had to recalibrate the uh, uh, guidance system for the Patriot missile so he could shoot down the scuds. And uh, I'll tell you what, our country could learn a lot from the patriotism of the people in Israel. Uh, once my father got done and they started shooting down the scuds and they were no longer a, uh, a threat, uh, the, his, uh, Israeli counterparts, they took him anywhere he wanted to go and treated him, treated him like a king. They celebrated him because they respected him. Sir, thank you for your call and your service, your entire family. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'll see you tomorrow. Check out Levin TV tonight, okay? Thanks for being here. God bless you.